2: Mornings on the game means more of the morning shift. Nice. (laughs) Nice.
1: On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
3: It's 7 o'clock this hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. You know what?
4: Before you go to the Falcons and the head coaching for all the people that come at me and say, "Oh, yeah. you know, you give yeah. Tiffany a hard time and you're mean to Tiffany. If you could hear the way she treated me in breaks and then gets on the air and acts all innocent and stuff, like she's, you know, you she, know what? she she don't I, do I, nothing I, wrong. I, that. I can vouch for this. This, this is, is
3: true. I'm savage.
4: She did just dunk on you right before she
5: hit that microphone. on.
4: she's I'm not going to give away what you're doing, but you 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 do something. I said, "You know, if you would just write that down, you would remember it." And what did you say to me?
3: Said you should shut. You should shut, shut your
4: mouth. Yeah, exactly. I you said
3: some other word in there too. He <laughs> said,
5: "Well, you should shut your mouth." Hey,
3: welcome back to the morning show. I'm yeah,
5: just exactly <laughs> <what
4: happened. laughs> like, hey, really you
3: shut up. Hey, we're back here. Welcome back. Oh yeah.
4: wow, okay. I just, to all right, just wanted to bring you guys. You know what, in, I'll, I'll you publicly know, a little behind the scenes. It's
3: not. I know I'm not going to apologize. No, I don't want you to because I don't want. Th- it's because I care.
4: Well, here's the thing. No, not, here's the thing. Not, that doesn't work here. That's, what are you talking that's not, about? That's not that. That's not true. But I don't want <laughs> you to it's be like
3: it's a. It's like endearment. It it's but I don't here. want endearment. some
4: fake apology. I don't want. Don't be disingenuous. That's why I said I'm not going. No, I'm, to. I'm and I'm glad you're not because you would just well, be. Don't tell me what you're. to basically I'm not gonna what she's going to say is. She's sorry that you're
5: upset. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry that offended you. Which which I'm sorry which, that
5: you're
4: the upset. The worst
3: apology in the history of apologies yeah. ever.
4: Yeah. Yeah, uh I'm, I'm sorry that that's I'm what you I'm sorry heard. that you feel that way, but and and then you pr- basically would proceed to tell me why <laughs> it's my fault.
5: She's like, "I'm I'm not sorry I said it. I'm sorry you heard me say it." Yeah. So, I should have just kept that in my own thoughts. Just shut up. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Pretty much. That's pretty much how it goes when the when the microphones are turned off. That's the way I get treated by Tiffany. So so all you people that say we pick on Tiffany, you don't even know. So, No, no you stepping. don't.
3: I'll, I'll admit. I said I admit that. I admit that. Yeah. Anything else you want to get off your chest I've before I get back to Tiffany this coaching, before. extensive coaching search list?
4: No, everything else I need to get off my chest is about to the coaching search.
3: The I was going to name say, you need to start
5: now. If you're going to finish by the end of the segment, uh, start <laughs> reading names because it's a lot.
3: It's a whole lot. But I'll tell you who's coming back for round two, and this is according to multiple reports, uh, Bengals O.C. Brian Callahan, Panthers D.C. Ivero. Iverro. Igi- he told me to write Igero it down. Like he- yep, that's Igero exactly Iverro. what he
2: was talking it, it, about. There we go! If you just uh, write it down to Igero shut
3: up. Igero I did. Bo said write it down.
4: Igero Spell Iverro. it out. Look, I, you know, I've got it written down right here. Igero Ivera. That's <laughs> because I, I, got I told you to written. shut
3: up. I, that's what I get. That's what I get. That's, right. that's, right. that's karma. You Know
5: and he's, get, he's getting the second interview, right? that's right. Yes, okay. Brian as Callahan, well
3: as Jim Harbaugh, and then there are also multiple reports that the Falcons plan to interview former Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. Yeah, as well.
5: Callahan's was getting nice one, to see that one come down. The Vrabel one, yeah. I, I think most people would be a fan of him uh, as yeah. a hire.
4: It's what it's interesting that you know the last couple of years have not been very good for him up there, and and um. And, and I think Vrabel's a heck of a coach. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. But it's interesting how we've pointed out all Belichick's shortcomings the last three years, and then with Vrabel, we're, oh, he would be perfect. And we're like, well, he's had some short, a, he's had some whoa, lean years himself whoa, there too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you're Same. going
5: way off off yeah. track here. The how? problem is, is that Bill is 72, and he has not just messed it up a little bit. He is completely screwed that entire offensive situation I, up there.
4: I have said that a lot. Okay. I, I totally agree with okay, that. So I think but how is, is the quarterback that Vrabel position? Vrabel hasn't made
5: any personnel changes uh, other than trying to replace the coaches that he had. And he's also like 30 freaking years younger than Bill Belichick. Well,
4: that's not entirely true. The, the The old GM was fired there because he wasn't getting along with Vrabel. And okay. then there are some reports that he didn't get along with Carthen yeah, when he got I, in there. and I think And, and I thought the quarterback situation was a little bit mishandled up there with Levis and Tannehill and uh Tannehill. or Hill Excuse it
3: down. me. Tannehill.
4: Okay, I will. I'll have you I'll have you write it down for me. Um and I think there was a little bit of mishandling. I'm just saying it's it's interesting how he is he is so uh you know basically seen as is is a great pick when some others that have done good stuff aren't. I like Frabel personally. I, I,
5: I don't think people so much hate the Belichick. It's just how long are you getting Bill for, and how much energy well, does he have for this th- this job? Uh,
4: well, does it matter if he wins a Super Bowl? It, he's he's got to get there first. I, it's not, th- yeah, okay, I mean stop, nothing, stop. None of I'm it not, matters I'm if he wins saying, a Super Bowl. I'm not. Here's the thing for me. I've always thought that if Belichick is the guy, then you're joined to try to find a veteran, and you're trying to win literally the next two years. I agree. Um, I, and I think that if there's anybody else there is going to be more conversation about drafting a quarterback, more conversation about, you know, a long-term plan. But there's no doubt that whoever gets the job is expected to win, um, you know, be in the playoffs in the next, really next year. Honestly, that's why you fired Arthur Smith, was because you were a quarterback away from, you know. No, they're not. That's what what this viewed as, though. No. Do you think if they had the quarterback this year, they they wouldn't have made the playoffs? Um, I, I have always
5: taken issue with some of the offensive design around Desmond Ritter. And, and obviously, I was a Ritter backer for at least the first half of the season because some of the, the design and some of the effort you were getting from some of the other pieces on the team just did not match up. with the, the conversation that you're talking about, I heard a lot, was, we got all this offensive talent and Desmond Ritter's tanking us. I didn't see it that way. I think you had a rookie in Bijan that was learning his role. Um, obviously, Drake London is is good on the 50-50 balls and things like that. You never got what you thought you were going to get out of Kyle Pitts this year.
4: Yeah, so I agree.
5: I I, I don't know. I, I don't know that all of that put together. You still need a deep threat at the wide receiver position. You could probably use somebody else at the slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Scotty Miller is that guy or not. And you know, you could probably shore up
4: the center position. Well, I, I think I so think I. I think well, Scotty it's, Miller it's just, could be the guy. I don't think he was used right either, honestly. I, I didn't like I didn't like to me Scotty Miller needed to be in a lot more of running away and intermediate routes. I agree. And I don't think we saw enough of that. I don't think we saw enough
5: pre snap motion for him either.
4: Yeah. What one thing I'll say is is despite the reports that seem to be rampant that this job is already Bill's, it seems and everything that I'm hearing and, and, and seeing is this thing is wide open and there is there is no rush. There is no rush up there. Get your ear to the ground. To yeah, I've I mean I've made some calls, but there's no rush. <laughs> <laughs> made some calls.
3: we're over there. Yeah,
4: no, yeah, yeah. it's it's the Squid Billy News Network, and we're working overtime for Chef you. Billy. <laughs> Squid uh, Billy. Let
5: me ask you this, because I think I've gone on record before as saying I love the idea of Bobby Slowick. I would t- definitely take Jim Harbaugh if he's interested in Atlanta, if that comes to fruition. Um, we talked about. R- I don't know if you've said who your favorite would be at this point, and there's 14 names now out there. So if you don't like Vrabel,
4: I didn't. Oh, stop, 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 stop. That's what you just said I didn't say I didn't like Vrabel. I just said some of he's given a pass for the, some losing seasons here lately, and and others, other candidates haven't been given those passes. I love Mike Vrabel. Do I'm not sure if this is the job for him because whoever comes in here has to figure out the quarterback position. I'm not sure if he's the guy for that. No. I don't believe – like, I'm around that team. I'm on, I'm on trips with them. This whole, this whole culture thing that people are trying to attack the building and say they don't have this culture that culture, uh, you know, I've even seen people say, well, Vrabel would bring toughness to this team. What, what the hell do you think an offensive lineman who's a head coach is going to bring to a team? Because that's what Art was. That team had toughness. That team had yeah, – they never quit, none of that stuff. They just didn't have the quarterback position. Like, there's no culture issue. The only thing that you could say the only culture thing we need is the one that wins consistently.
5: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and, and my thought on that always was, what kind of culture did you think Arthur Smith built here after he just came from Vrabel? This is, this is kind of where I'm going, though, which is an interesting question. question. I think, obviously, you would never have Arthur Smith here. It wouldn't happen that you would have him as an OC in Atlanta after he just got fired. Do you think that the opportunity for Vrabel to bring Arthur Smith back in as an OC at his next stop makes him a, makes him a viable candidate much in the way we talk about Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels being paired? Well,
4: up. I think it would depend on what your offense looks like because if I don't have a quarterback, I'm not sure that I that I look at what happened here and say, well, this is clearly a group that that can figure that out. Right. Because you know, other than the two years that, like other than the two years that Art had with with Tannehill, and and under with Vrabel there, they're all. Let's be honest. What do you think you're getting from Vrabel offensively? Because they weren't very good before that two year run, and then they weren't great after that offensively. Right. When Lafleur was there, his offense wasn't very good as the OC, and then Art took over for him. So I just think that. For me, I look look at the mishandling of the offense with that team. They were tough. They played great defense. But the offense didn't really take off under Vrabel. I do think that he could go somewhere with them. But what is the offense here going to look like under a Vrabel team? Because he's a defensive guy. He wants to run the ball and play defense.
5: That's my point is I think that he's more attractive to other places than he is to here just simply from the fact that you can probably point to Arthur Smith and saying, well, he's going to bring Arthur Smith along with him wherever he goes because that's who he's had the most success with. But obviously that's not a thing here because you can't have Arthur Smith back in the building. So I, I really think that when you look at other situations, and I would circle Seattle, and I know a lot of talk has gone on about Dan Quinn in Seattle, but I think that's the kind of situation he needs. you got a quarterback under contract that's not making $55 million a year uh, but has some ability, and you got some pieces in place that I you mean, could use offensively.
4: The Chargers, I think, would be a great spot too.
5: I think Chargers are a good spot for just about anybody.
4: Well, the problem honest. the I problem mean. for them is their cap situation is there. You got to go in there and you kind of have to win next year. There, they've got some cap they're issues restructure a lot of stuff. And I think I think in fact I think they might be as it sits now uh, ex- a good amount over the cap going. You know, look as 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 we set to head into the twenty twenty four league year. They're going to have to make some moves. That, that 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 that's like month before, or two weeks before the 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 league year starts, and you're you know guys are getting contracts restructured and cut. I think the Chargers are going to be very active because I think they have some cap situations coming up. That's why honestly, Atlanta is a lot more of an attractive job than people realize. Right. You got a talented roster. You're just you're a quarterback away from being you know. Uh, a a team that is predicted to win the division, basically, right? Yeah. So.
5: You got to find some pieces. You got to move some things around. Um, But you do have some ability to go sign some
4: guys. Do you think that this is the job that has to fall? Like, this is the domino that has to fall? what what do you mean? Like, when the, when. Start all the hiring processes. When, like, when the Falcons job is fulfilled, or filled, I should say. Then you all of a sudden then then it just come like a like clockwork. Why do you?
3: I, I guess why do you? Because I think that? it's
4: I think it's one of the two most attractive jobs out there. I think it's I think it's this job and the Chargers and right Chargers. off the top of your head, and I think Seattle would be third. Well, now that the Raiders are locked up, and obviously
5: the Patriots being locked up, and there's by the way, I can't believe nobody ever mentions trying to get Pete Carroll out of. Seattle I mean he's the same age as well, Bill, and he's he under, seems like he has a lot more energy
4: he I, and if I'm and based on the way they've done it he's still under contract there yeah and you would have to either trade for him or Seattle would have to release him from his contract yeah so I don't know if a team wants to tr- make a trade you have to literally be in The point where you have everything, and you know next year it's a Super Bowl or bus run because you're gonna to have to give up a draft pick.
5: There you go, Chargers. He's all yours. Go get him.
3: When we come back here, the divisional round is over, and the championship games are set AFC, NFC. Let's recap some of this weekend's action and look ahead. That's next on the morning shift on Sports Radio 99 The Game.
0: worker of yours.
2: Touch
6: that dial. This is the morning shift. All
1: of them are really, really hot. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. <laughs>
6: it's time to huddle up.
1: Bring
0: it in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings.
6: within the Huddle on the morning shift.
1: Get at the heart
3: of the NFL with the In the Huddle podcast. Former offensive lineman Brian Baldinger and NFL insider Jason Lockhand for a team up with the man who pulls no punches, Carl Dukes. They take you around the league and give you the inside scoop on the storylines that matter most and dive deep on the matchups that determine who wins and who loses new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Follow in the huddle on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And we are going in the huddle right now. And it was a pretty fun divisional round of games this weekend in the NFL and the Ravens beat the Texans at home on Saturday, 34 to 10 the night game that day. The 49ers beat the Packers. At home twenty-four to twenty-one. Yesterday afternoon, we saw the Lions beat the Buccaneers 31 to 23, and the Chiefs beat the Bills on the road in a heartbreaker for Buffalo 27 to 24. So that was Patrick Mahomes' first true road playoff game, and he walks away with a victory. By the way, the Chiefs making a six straight AFC championship game appearance with Mahomes
5: at the helm. I, I saw That's that insane. um I saw that since 2011, it's either been Mahomes or Brady yeah. in the AFC Championship game. And that's unbelievable when you think about it. I and mean, that, Putting that all together is crazy.
3: I saw some tweet uh, about how Bills fans waited 20 years for Brady to retire. 20-some-odd <laughs> years, only to now have to deal with Mahomes. But I yeah. mean, Josh Allen did everything he could yesterday, and it just did not pan out, that, unfortunately. I don't want to say it doesn't always come down to one play. It doesn't. Right,
5: no. You know, because there was a touchdown
3: yeah. pass. That There was a couple. Brutal. Yeah.
5: That was a that, that
4: entire game was a masterclass in playing quarterback. From both sides. Like, Boy. it was
5: unbelievable, the, the quarterback play you saw in that game.
4: The throw he makes, Josh Allen makes, to Shakira. Right there and in the front. End. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's See. on the move. Crosses body. I mean, just... Just, I mean, that is a dog. The dart. catch,
3: too. Like, that yeah. was just.
4: Well, yeah. And that, I tell you what, Shakir has been a, uh, he's been um a guy that's. He's on forget- our
5: dynasty roster, by the way. Is yeah, he? Fantasy football, yeah. No big deal. I picked him up. you well. <laughs> yeah. So. Why are you making this about you? I'm just saying. <laughs> that's what we all do. No, I, I completely agree, man. When you look at like you said, it just it's so funny because so many times when when you and I are watching like if we were watching Desmond this year or if you're watching film of uh, quarterbacks playing, you look for, you know, accuracy from the pocket and the, you know, kind of the ability to extend plays and are they making the right reads? Are they putting the ball in danger? And then when you watch those two guys go at it, there's just this extra layer of intangibles that you just can't watch on film. And that play callers can't design. Him no. him stiff arming and rolling out and side-arming and just putting this like shortstop looking throw on it that's you know that looks like something Ozzie Smith improv. would have done. It's just crazy. And so it's like, yes, you can find a quarterback that you know can play in these situations that can do crazy things, but that those are the kind of guys that are gonna win you championships in the NFL.
4: Lamar Jackson's gonna win the MVP, and I think he's been one of, if not he's been Like the probably the best quarterback from start to finish of the season, Lamar has. But I'm not sure if 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 you want to talk about most valuable player, that you can't say Josh Allen wasn't the most valuable player for his team because he rushed for 75 yards yesterday. 72, yeah. Because the defense that the the Baltimore looks like the most complete team in football right now, Um, and they've looked that way for most of the year. You know when 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 Buffalo needed Josh Allen at six and six to to step up, all he did was what reel off seven straight wins, including the the wild card game win, and play phenomenal down the stretch.
5: I, I I'll be honest, and, and you start going down the kind of some of the matchups. Um, I'm not sure that any like all these quarterbacks I was pretty impressed with, even though even the losing quarter like Jordan Love made some mistakes. Baker Mayfield throws a bad pick. C.J. Stroud obviously wasn't able to get it done, but. So you look at some of these younger guys. I'm like, y'all are in a good, They're excited spot about the moving the forward future Golly. Uh,
3: of the league. And so this weekend, then we've got the Ravens going to their first AFC title game since 2012, and this will be Lamar's first AFC title game. And then, uh, of course, that is going to be against the uh, the Chiefs there. And then the Lions are going to their second NFC Championship game in franchise history. First and only other appearance was in 1991. And they will face the 49ers. But I think there's a lot to be excited about on all fronts this weekend. But yeah, if you get back to the quarterback play, really looking forward to this matchup with Lamar uh, and um,
4: Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's really what the quarterback position. You know, the two two of the top five or six best in the game right now. Again, um, we're gonna get another matchup like that, and it's just kind of amazing that. Matt, they said it six years in a row, um, first one they've ever played on the road. Mahomes just – he's just – he's just the best. He's just the best in the game right now. There's no one better than Patrick Mahomes because, I'll, look, yeah, he's had weapons in the past, but he does not have the weapons he's had. Now, he's still got Kelsey, but he's – you know, the way they find ways to win, I, I, I think if they make it to the Super Bowl, I think this could be Andy Reid's swan song. Then he's going to walk over in the sunset. I, there's been a lot of Why do you got to do that? Yeah. Well, I – what there's, do you mean?
3: Why you got to be that guy? He's going to hang it up after
4: this. Well, because it's it, it's, it's, it's been Bill, out there. Bill I've heard it. Yeah. I've heard it from people that have, you know, and, 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 and then I, uh, off the record, then I've heard it you've, in the media. There's been multiple reports that there's a chance that, you know, this could be it. And I think this would be Andy Reid's one of his best coaching jobs ever. I agree. Uh, somebody was posting
5: me, Cole Hardman's line yesterday, and it was like, you know, one catch or one carry and minus one rushing yards and two fumbles or something like that. And I was like, man, that's a guy that really you think going into the game, they're going to need a guy like that if they're going to be able to win. And yet again, Travis Kelsey with, uh, you know, just gets a couple of touchdowns, just seems to be so in sync with Pat Mahomes, and, and they seem to just take off at the right times.
4: Well, how about you know Tiffany mentioned the NFC game that we're gonna get between the quarterbacks for Brock Purdy and Jerry Goff. Essentially two guys that no one wanted. Because one is Mr. Irrelevant. That's the line, yeah.
3: The in in LA. Connection.
4: Sean McVay was basically like, You're not good. He said it, you're not a good quarterback. I need I need a better quarterback than you. Now it worked out for McVay because he gets staffer wins the Super Bowl. But Jared this is Jared Goff was sent to Detroit as like a castaway. Yeah, and basically yeah. go go live out your remaining two yep. years that you have on this contract and then go be a backup for the next five years. And all he's done is become a very good starter again in this league and take them to an NFC title game. Well, you know I'm not going to
5: let you talk about Detroit without talking about their offensive line because they were unbelievable at times the other day. And you look at uh, – obviously, Jared Goff plays well. But Jameer Gibbs, I think, has really – God In this up. second half of the season, he has hit another – Level on that offensive line.
4: You want to talk about offensive line play? You want to talk about being I tough? Do. You want to be talking? Do. Frank sure. Ragnow yesterday. Yes, had one of the toughest performances I've seen in a while from an offensive lineman because he gets rolled up in the first half, Bad. and he plays. He comes back, yep. and he is he is limping or it's visibly He's so bothering good, him. So good. That's one of the best players at his position in the league, and and he doesn't get talked about. I, he when you watch games, he gets talked about. But when we're having conversations like this, how often does his name get brought up about being an elite player like he is?
5: Well, you know, uh, another guy for them, too, I want to bring up is Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, that – so many times on this show have I talked about a yak guy, a guy who can catch the ball in space, make somebody miss, and, 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 you know, get chunk yardage. That's exactly what I'm talking about. What DJ Moore is, those are the kind of guys I'm talking about. And it's not so much that you need a guy like that down the field. My thing is when you watch this offensive line at Detroit – Right. And you watch St. Brown out in the flat catch a speed screen. All of a sudden, the defensive line's like, why am I rushing the quarterback? He's getting the ball out to these guys so fast on some of these plays that it almost puts this defense line into a lull. Like it, it doesn't allow you to attack. And so, when I talk about the Falcons, how I wish they had that guy, and I think they thought when they drafted Bijan, he would be that guy, but it never came to fruition. Um, I just, I look at a guy like that and I'm like, man, that is such an incredible thing to have. For an offense, is a guy that you can
4: get it out now, and he can get you ten yards. And I think Bijan is that guy. Will be. Yes. I just, I just think that. Um, look, I think he was that guy in some ways later in the season, the last three or four games. He Bij- Bijan still had such good stats, and you saw it though. That uh, what was it against Chicago, I believe? Where no, no, it was against um, the Saints. Right. Where he catches a little swing pass and, t- and houses it. I mean, he's got all of that in him. You um, just— Well, you also have to have, for some of these— you have to have perimeter blocking as well, uh, which obviously the Falcons were
5: not very good at multiple times in the season did things get blown up in the backfield because of perimeter blocking. So, I don't know, man. I, that just—when I when I look at that, the benefits to an offensive line, and we talk about Detroit's offensive line, are so huge when you have plays designed like that where the ball is coming out now. And uh, for whatever reason, the Falcons haven't been able to have that here recently.
3: This hour brought to you by Zero Res, smart, last, and clean. What you got for Mike would Up?
5: Well, we got to talk about the, the offensive lineman heard around the world last night, and my man Jason Kelsey and his performance up in the stands. Also, we're going to get to the Caleb Downs news that we didn't get to touch on Friday and um, the craziness that is the college football world right now. So that's coming up on the other side. It's Mike would Up, Sports Radio, 99 The Game.
6: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603
2: for details.
0: Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Meghan Trainor, L. King, the king's theater in brooklyn new york on wednesday march 20th tickets are on sale now you don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices with kelsey ballerini megan trainer L. king and christina perry odyssey's leading ladies presented by Olay body buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com get your day started go ahead
6: with the morning shift time for the show
1: on sports radio 92.9 the
0: game
3: We're back here on The Morning Shift, and if you were watching the Chiefs and Bills game last night, you probably saw a lot of shots of Taylor Swift. Don't get mad at me, but you probably also saw a lot of Jason Kelsey, who is the brother of Travis up there in their suite, shirtless, crushing beers. I think he was hanging out with Bills Mafia before at the tailgates. Uh, He was all over the place just living his life. Living a dream. Living his Uh, best life.
5: I'll, I'll be honest if I had a brother playing in a football game like this, I'd be doing exactly what Jason Kelsey <laughs> was doing. I'd like, and I remember maybe it was steak that tweeted out. And I was like, he is all of us right now. Like that guy is having the time of his life in that booth.
4: Well, you know, last year it was all about their mom and uh, obviously because they made the Super Bowl, bo- both brothers made the Super Bowl on opposing teams, but it was all about his mom, and his mom was like in the spotlight, and then Taylor Swift comes into the picture, and no, we don't even hear about Donna Kelsey anymore, right? It feels like I know that she's she's around. We hear
3: about Donna Kelsey we hear about and her meeting having, Taylor having Taylor a Swift. chat. Yeah. But we that's also hear about, we hear
4: about like, Brittany Mahomes and, and Taylor Swift hugging and hanging out, but... If you had to hang out with one of the Kelsey brothers, like you're, in, you, you're, you're, you're bidding on a Kelsey brother, which Kelsey brother would you want to hang out with? it's not even a question for me. While I think Travis is probably fun, I think Jason Kelsey is closer to a spirit animal for me.
5: Well, I was going to say, I mean, I think it's just a simple fact that most people probably have more in common with Jason. Well, then, I think then they do Travis. Uh,
4: well, Why do Hold that? on a second. Everyone, everyone, everybody. everyone probably had yeah. stuff in common with Travis, and then he starts dating Taylor Swift, and now they think that they don't have. Stuff you say because he's a family man. He used to have
5: a dating show. He's just a normal <laughs> dude. I mean, he, like you look at the outfits that Travis wears; have nothing to do with a family man. I know where you're going with that. That's nothing to do with that. He just like Jason just seems more normal. That like it, you know what I mean? Like Travis is like a superstar think- and has been before the Taylor Swift thing. He was still that guy. I mean he's always been that guy if you've kind of followed him. It's just more people see it
4: now. They just showed on the um the TV. they just showed uh, 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 Jason Kelsey in the crowd, like pre like like tailgating and I think he just drank a uh, chugged out of a bowling ball.
3: He did. that's what that's the image that was in my head that I was thinking of. Um, I think that we're just getting to see as a um a byproduct of Travis's kind of, I guess fame, even though we know Taylor is the more famous one on that end of things. Now we are getting to see more of Jason because people became intrigued with him. Yeah. And, their, and also their podcast. Their podcast
5: is huge. Their podcast
3: Limit. took off. So that really kind of put him in a different light. Um, uh, you know what? I take I take some of that back. It's pretty much been the podcast, I think, that put Jason out there. And everyone's like, oh, whoa, this
5: is 100%. And a lot of that started and, with, like you're saying, yeah. the, the, the having their mom and things like that and then yeah. both making a Super Bowl run last
4: year. The talks are rampant, obviously, that Jason's probably retiring and that – a lot of people think Travis would, would do it at the same time. I don't believe that. I sure hope not for our, dy- Wait, our Dynasty what? team. There's, a, there's been speculation that they would both retire at the same time. No way. I don't believe that for Travis. But if you're running a TV network and you have rights to the NFL, I know that the, everyone's saying, oh, they, they should do a Manning cast. Blank that. We don't need a Manning cast. We've already got one of those. Wouldn't you put those two in a booth with a play-by-play guy who knows what to, how to call and get out of the way – and just let those guys – like, I would I would be in talks right now with their agents and say as soon as they both retire, I want them in a three-man booth, and if I'm CBS or Fox, um, like, immediately.
3: I, I don't think, to me, I think Travis would probably be more destined for the Hollywood kind of scene. Um, he did SNL. Why, like, because like, I he's think dating Taylor he Swift? Like, no. um th- Like, no, not at all. I think he probably tried to maybe position himself in that way. Um Again with the SNL gig, I know that was still with the Tr- Taylor Swift kind of stuff, right? Weren't they dating then? Yeah, they were. Um, I don't know. But I see him doing more of that than I ever would probably maybe seeing him wanting to be in a booth.
4: I'm still making the call. I mean, I'm making yeah, the call. The call, Cause sure. Because I think that would be a phenomenal three. Because pr- you've got look, you know, uh, the center uh, is one of the guys on offense that understands what's happening as much yeah, as anybody. I don't
3: disagree with you. I just don't think that's maybe where he would want to oh, head. Yeah, I think did, but I, I could probably that. see. Uh,
5: I still find it shocking that we're it. headed towards the Tom Brady being in a booth. To be quite I, honest, I don't know how I, don't, I feel about that. I don't either. Like I don't know how that's going to land. Um, and yeah, I just no, just wait and see. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I just feel like he'd be better suited for a studio show. You know, where a lot of these.
4: Well, and it could happen. He could be spend grand. a year in the booth. The thing yeah. for me is, um, he's going. to I hope they don't just boot Greg Olson out of that no, one he's spot. he's so good, dude. But I'll he's tell you so this: good. I can't wait until Matt Ryan gets gets better games. And I agree because I'm very solid. He is so. Amy and I were talking about this yesterday, and she's like, "Oh, is he is he doing games?" And I said, "Yeah." And she hadn't heard him, and she's, "Well, is he going?" Go, yeah, I got him. And Matt was always gonna like if you were around sure. him at all, you always knew that he if he, he wanted do to do. He, it.
3: he has been in studio too, so right. I think he does a great on job doing. Both. Yeah, he. Yeah,
4: yeah. I, I can't. You know, I hope that he gets. We get to see him more out front, and so we can. Play less of like the Dan Orlowski breakdowns of the world.
5: Well, I was going to say, you know, speaking of uh, CBS HQ, we'll have Charles Davis on coming up at eight forty today. We were watching him this morning, kind of break down, uh, you know, the quarterback battles from yesterday and all the craziness from the weekend. So it'll be fun to have him on. But right now, I got questions about college football and where this is all headed. Let's hit Mike up.
2: It's time to rant. Excuse me. It's
5: time to rage.
2: It's time for Mike up
5: on the morning shift. Well, it was the transfer portal news that everybody was waiting on Friday, and I think 99% of people were shocked when it came down to the decision for Caleb Downs. Now, Caleb Downs obviously being from right down the road, I think went to Mill Creek High School, was at Alabama for his freshman year, incredible football player, SEC freshman of the year, hits the portal when uh, Kalen DeBoer becomes the head coach and Nick Saban retires. This is a slam dunk to the University of Georgia. I thought he was going to Georgia. Everybody thought he was going to Georgia. And he didn't end up at Georgia. Well, he ends up at Ohio State, of all places. They also, by the way, were able to uh, get Julian Sayan, the five star signee at Alabama from this past class, to head up to Ohio State as well. That one makes a little more sense. Bill O'Brien recruited him a lot uh, when Bill O'Brien was at Alabama. So he has that relationship. And now that he's at Ohio State, I'm still, though, that I'm floored by the Caleb Downs. Well, Caleb did his, not see that coming.
4: His second choice was never like his second choice coming out of high school was not Georgia, it was Ohio State. But that said, I mean, I I think it's I think it's very clear that he didn't he didn't prioritize winning a title or relationships. He just chose the money, and that's why he went to Ohio State.
5: <laughs> it just look, man. It I think it's very clear that he's no matter what you think about whether or not that's why he went there. I think we can all agree he's going to be paid handsomely for his time at Ohio State. Well, he right? was
4: going to be paid handsomely at Georgia.
5: Correct, but I think it's even more handsome at Ohio State.
4: I just think it's funny how fan bases go with when a guy enters a portal that that if he cares that when it's when right. the first rumors come out that he's going to go to their team they're like yeah cuz he knows what's up and blah 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 and then when he goes somewhere else yeah he he's, oh, he cares about money we, he, he don't fit our about, culture yeah. anyways
5: it's just it's it just it's so. crazy when i look at the entire situation because I, Caleb Downs obviously an incredible player but i'm just wondering how much money is ohio state spending on on the guys they're bringing in i mean it, it you look at obviously Alabama having money and Georgia having money and other places having money to spend, but it just seems to me like Ohio State is just so far out in front of this NIL thing. Obviously, they reportedly made a massive offer to Marvin Harrison that that doesn't come through, so I guess that shakes loose a few zeros in the budget for the NIL. But
4: someone <sighs> tweeted it and they boy. said they said, "Oh, look." The money they've sent, they, the money that, they, they, that we've heard about that's been spent in NIL at Ohio State is the is the number that Ryan Day dropped in a press conference in the middle of the season at some point. Right. But guess what? That's why these coaches are doing that because they you have know to. they.
5: By the I, way, I'm not faulting Ohio State at all. They are way out in front of this ordeal. Well, like they are doing what what is allowed for them to do so at this is. point, and they're doing it better than anybody else.
4: That's what I'm saying, though. But we've got to, and I say we, we've got to stop making a. Uh, over Overreactionary deal about when coaches say these things in press conferences, like, you know, like they're, 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 there's an ulterior motive. No, they're, it's straight up, they're telling you what they're doing and they're telling you what they need. And if you don't get that, that's like the thing where Florida is now in trouble with this Jaden Rashada, Rashada deal. The best part about this whole Jaden Rashada thing is you're being investigated for uh infractions on something that <laughs> you didn't you, even get the payoff you didn't even pay him <laughs> i mean you didn't and, and even get to see the guy in, in in uniform at your school at that somebody point. somebody said i think florida was one of the first schools to to make the nil thing out there uh independently of, of other states right and it started it, it and california really got the ball rolling on this nil stuff right with these rules yeah and somebody goes, yeah, the NCAA took that to heart. <laughs> Florida State gets hammered. Now they're coming after Florida. They're like, well, I guess Miami's next. And no, it's just... it kind of – the fact that there's going to be multiple schools and – and I'll be honest, I celebrated it was Florida State just because it was Florida State, but I didn't necessarily think it was right. No, it the seem... fact that you're coming after schools for NIL violations when there are no there's no rhyme or reason and every state has a different role is just ridiculousness. It just seems like with the Florida State
5: stuff, they hand-selected who they were going to punish. You know what I mean? And those are those are big those are big punishments, dude. Losing scholarships a big punishment. And so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the future of any of this is. I guess it's just my question is, is this what college football is now? Is this what is this is this is this what we're dealing with? Because guess what? If and when Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan, that window is gonna be open as well. And where does the spending stop for some of these programs? Kudos to Ohio State for getting it done and uh you know, getting Caleb Downs to believe in them. But Huge loss, obviously, for Alabama, what could have been for for Georgia, and yet he's headed to the Big Ten, and that's a football team that has a lot of talent coming back on it for Ohio State. Well, he
3: just asked the million dollar question where does this leave college football? We can get your thoughts on that if you want to call us on the wake up call at 404 726 0929. You can weigh in on this mic'd up next on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game.